My name is Mark Fratto, and I'm the voice of the Washington Commanders at FedEx Field. You're listening to the Command This Podcast with Steve, Dev, and Phil. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's October 26th. It is time for our pre-game live stream. I got to turn my gain on my mic just a tad here. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Command This. This is episode 228 for your boys. We're calling this one Time to Sack Up, which I believe has a multiple uh, meaning Phrase. Double entendre. Double entendre. Where the double entendres? What's that? What's that from? The double entendres. The double entendres. It's from a movie. Old phrase. We're called the double entendres. No, 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 no. It's, it's a. It's, oh, a, it's, a, a, a it's from a movie, phrase. like a silly movie that they call themselves the double entendre. I don't know. <laughs> Next stop. <laughs> it's a movie where they clearly no one gets it stuck in the back of my head, but uh, we are here. Thank you for tuning in. <clears throat> My name is like Black movie. It could be. I don't know. We got your boy Phil right here to my left, kind of right. We got Dev down below. Just a reminder: all music to the show is produced by our boy Dev. Go check him out. The Spotify link will be in the description of this show after the show, or you can go back to any of our other previous shows on YouTube and find it Spotify because there they will be. And make sure you come out here Monday because Monday. Win or lose, your boys will be dressed up for a Halloween episode. We're going to try to recruit a couple of guests to dress up with us to break down whatever happens Sunday versus the birds. So that's that's what we're going to do. Hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dress up in some costumes. We'll see how it goes. But um, yes, let's kick off. Savor the flavor, by the way. I don't even really do Halloween. Flavor savers. Uh, let's say hi to everyone in the chat. Terrence Perry, our boy Mean Green, he helped us break down the the Eagles game uh, the first time around. Uh, shout out to him, uh, new dad. Um, hopefully, he's probably not getting any sleep. So, um, thank you that you're here with us, checking us out. Uh, best of luck to you guys on Sunday. Uh, you're you're a real one. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna leave hashtag Go Eagles fly fly you fly there, but respect. Appreciate you, Terrence, my boy. Jimmy Lee says. F the Kegels. We're still within that window, by the way. I think it's Kegels. Eagles. 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 Yem says, Morning, fellas. Won't be on as long as usual. Heading to class shortly, but 28 17. Dirty horse poop eating birds. Well, at least you got your prediction out, Yam. So uh, consider Eagles. it long. The, the hot, hot, and the cold, cold. Man. Yeah. Consider it long. It's going to be really nice this weekend, too, by the way. 80s in this area. Can you believe that? Uh, I, 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 I just came back. I just came back. It, it was be- it's beautiful today. Apparently, I just I was telling the guys. Oh, I just came back from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina today, and yeah. I was walking around that town. And it was, I was like, Damn, it feels like summer down here. Sure did, man. I need to move. I need to move south. <laughs> it gets cold here too, buddy. It's cold there. It was. It's the same. You got about the same weather you guys got. No escaping it. Abdi, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. The Blue Hearts. Rivers Reese says, what's up, guys? 
Rivers, thank you for joining us, bro. Yeah, says that reminds me we should have good old fashioned pop culture chat episode sometime. Hey, we have a bye week. First, uh, barbershop will will happen this year. Yeah, we have a barbershop during the bye week, probably on a Friday or Saturday, so we can get a little uh toasty and uh, we might do something on Thursday, Thanksgiving, like that week. We play on Thanksgiving, first yeah, I'm saying, but like that week that we don't play Sunday, we don't, but probably don't want to do. I may or may not be around. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. I, don't, I don't know yet. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm scheduling. It, let me put this to you. To put this this way to you guys. I'm scheduling flights around this podcast. So, oh, Phil, you can always go remotely, man. There's hotel rooms. There's Wi-Fi. No, there's yeah. technology. We we've seen how that's gone on this podcast in the past, and it was not pretty. Not all hotel Wi-Fi's are bad, man. I think I've done a couple traveling with you guys. It's been okay. Can't do a whole lot of stuff, but yeah, we haven't been too bad. But let's jump in to the show. Let's get our background changed a little bit. Football leather. So there we go. Episode two twenty eight. Time to sack up. So yeah, your boys are three and four. Some think it's the end of the world. Some think it's not. Uh, depend how you feel. Uh, everyone has a different opinion about you know where this team stands. Uh, a lot of us were very upset recently. Clearly, as you saw on social media, some people uh, voiced it a little bit better than others. You know, some people did not. So you guys know the deal. We're some of us are upset. Some of us are not. The extremists think the sky is falling. The other people don't really care. Then I think there's people like us who just you know kind of wait and see. You know, it's. I think Dev said it best, man. We in the group chat. We're let me get my camera down here. We're three and four. Let's not panic yet. That's this game is winnable. Not that we, we may or may not win, but who knows? <laughs> Dev says four skins and playing the point up. <laughs> oh, hold on. I had to uh uh there we go. There you go. Every time you get a first down, you go, oh. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. In fact, there's an AI footage of or AI picture of the new all the 32 stadiums, and they have ours like right in front of the Capitol with like six Washington monuments around it. It's kind of funny. It doesn't really look that good. Surprisingly, if you've seen that roll of all 32 teams stadiums through AI, the Eagles looks the best. It's a stadium made out of an eagle's nest. Oh, man, it's so sick. They did a couple teams really dirty, though. Like, the Bears is awful. It's like in the middle of the woods. There's nothing there. If you can find it, you should go look at it straight up if you can get your hands on it. Excuse me. So the Bears stadium looks like they're prospects for the future. Yeah, there's a couple ones that aren't. In the woods, nothing around it. Yeah, our stadium doesn't look that good. They parked it right in front of the Capitol and tore down all the museums. And put up what four Washington monuments around? You know, it? you know the the state uh, 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 the the National Mall would be a pretty dope place to find oh a way to get God, sick. I don't know where you park at, but you'd have to. I mean, that your out. Metro access is great. There's like six stops within three blocks. In fact, we're going to be the only team that does not allow you to drive to the game. <laughs> Everyone must take public transit to get to this stadium. We are we we we're going green, people. Going oh green. man, that's funny. All right, <clears throat> so the Eagles, seven and one, seven and one, fellas. But not an impressive seven and one. 
and, and that's what I want to get into next. So we we talked about them earlier this year. We played them in week four. We lost in overtime 34 to 31. When we were doing that episode with Terrence, we always start with this, you know, who are the 2023, whoever you're playing? We've already seen them once. Do we still think they are who we thought they are? Are they who we thought they were? In the in the famous words of, uh, what's his name, Danny, Dennis Green? Or is that somebody else? Tony they Dennis are who Green. we thought they were. I get confused. We the the ground them, they ground their ass. Yeah. That's I mean, so they, they, they let them off the hook. The Patriots, 25-20. The Vikings, 34-28. The Bucks, 25-11. They beat us in overtime, 34-31. The Rams, 23-14. Lost to the Jets somehow, 14-20. And they beat probably the number two team in the league, the Miami Dolphins, 31-17. And they come Who also haven't league. played anybody either. Who also has not played. Yes. that they're, Now, this, this is the first of the Dolphins' tests to come. Right. And they didn't pass. I think you said that last episode too, Dev. Yeah, they didn't play anybody. They had um, a very easy schedule coming into that game. Yeah. So, so Phil, I'll start with you. Do you do we think are the Eagles who we thought they were before we played them uh, coming out of week three going into uh, week four? Yeah, they're they're a team that that's good enough to underachieve and still play and still win games. But that's what they are. Like I don't, and that's the thing. I did not think. The Eagles this year were better than they were last year. And it's kind of borne that out. You know, it, it, it's just they're not, they win. That's the, the most impressive thing is they win. Yeah. But they don't really seem to play up there, you know, to the level they, that they should. Like when you're playing a team like us, where we have been, you should be looking like the Bills did. Or the, or the Bears. That's so sad to say. But you get what I'm saying. You, you should be dominant. You know, you should not be beating us by one score if we are as bad as we think we are and they are as good as their record indicates. Granted, I know division games, you kind of throw a lot out the window, but let's be honest here. A good portion of this fan base thinks this team absolutely sucks. To the point they want everyone fired, even though we're like what one game out of the playoffs right now. And I don't know. It's like it's kind of a mystery. Are the Eagles good? Yeah, they're good. I'm not gonna sit there and say they're not. But are they dominant the way champions should be dominant? Champions. And then I'm not getting that vibe, you know. It's, Kansas City is the same way this year. Kansas City is, has lost one game, but there's a, a lot of these teams. They're just they're not rolling over them. And I don't know if that's just the league. The NFL has ch- finally reached that point of parity, or what? But but this, it's there's nobody there's no dominance here going on with the Eagles, and it, it's interesting to see. But I, I, that's just my thing, and I think that's something we can take advantage of. By the way, but. We'll get that later. I hope so. What about you, Dev? What do you think? You think the Eagles are, <clears throat> you know, coming into our game, they were three and oh. And we were at that time, we were two and one. We had just come off the Buffalo, the disgusting Buffalo Bills lost after two close games with the Cardinals and Broncos. We played them close, man. What do you think? Where do you, where does your opinion change on the Eagles from week three? Week four coming into now before we play um, them? It don't. I feel like they're the same. I mean, 
Uh, Hurts is he's, he's a good quarterback, man. He's done. Uh, he's he's a winner. I mean, his numbers oddly aren't that much better than the guy we have. If <laughs> you put them side by side for the year, you know, honestly. But uh, you know, he just he has a a pretty good grasp on the offense. They set up their offense through through play action. They've always done that uh, because they run so successfully. You know, that's why our offense staggered because you, you know they're going to pass every play. You know, yeah. we don't even pretend to run. Even when it's not working for the Eagles, they still run. Even when it's not working, they, it wasn't really working against us. They kept running. Eventually, something's going to pop. Right. Um, so, I just um, – I, they're the same. I don't, I don't see anything differently. Um, I don't see that we have to learn how to defend anything differently than we did last game. I think that uh, – that, uh, the their defensive end didn't play last time. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Hassan uh, uh, Reddick. Hassan Reddick. Reddick. Yeah, he didn't play against us, right? The first game. You know what? Let's just look at the box score real quick. I don't. I kind of remember him either not playing or he's playing a force to be reckoned with. Though he was their leading tackle, not the couple. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a light he's light in the ass, but he's so you know he pass rushes with the best of them. So he did not. He did not. No, he did. He did play. He had a sack. He had two tackles and a sack. Okay, I thought he didn't play, but Nick Morrow, Nicholas Morrow had three sacks. Josh Sweat had one last right. matchup. We gotta, we gotta. Well, you know, that's obviously a Washington wins if category question, but yeah. Rivers says Hertz is banged up, but he's supposed to play. Yeah, we're gonna get the injury report. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. I like. I know. I know. Hertz gets a lot of publicity for that team's success, man. But I mean, just just keep it one hundred with you, man. He just honestly just doesn't have to make mistakes a lot of the time. He, he'll he'll make a play when he has to. And that, that's what's good about him. He doesn't make the bad play almost never. So, you know, he's a lot like Dak Prescott to me, man. Yeah. You know, what's up, Marcus? Check out Marcus Elin on play Sports View 2. Yeah. Uh, said Fletcher Cox killed us last game. Killed Cosby, right? Is the game he got off on Cosby? So, last game, Fletcher Cox had uh, two sacks. Two no, he had, he had no sacks. Right. He had four tackles. Uh, two solo, uh, no quarterback, uh, two quarterback hits. So he had some pressures on him. Uh, it was Nick Nicholas Morrow who had three sacks. Josh Swinton. Fletcher Cox was definitely, you know, it was one of those unmet, uh, you know, the metric. He didn't allow a lot of metrics, but he, 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 was forcing, he was forcing us to game plan for him more okay. and more. Two quarterback hits. Yeah. Brandon Graham had a quarterback hit. Lane Johnson. He had a fumble recovery, and Nick Morrow had one forced fumble. So, yeah, I, I mean, my opinion of the Eagles haven't changed. They're the best team in the NFC East. This is their division to lose. It, I think they are who we thought they were, you know? There's no reason for them to not win this division and probably the NFC. Brock Birdie uh, has a concussion uh, now. Who's going who's gonna to challenge him besides? By the way, by the way, the I, I think – the I, picked Tampa Bay, I picked Tampa Bay to beat uh, San Fran next week. I know they don't play till next week. Brock Purdy might not even play. But yeah, well, Brock Purdy's Brock Purdy has not played good. Debo Samuel's really. is hurt. Trent Williams is hurt. They haven't. Well, Brock Purdy hasn't played good in almost really three games. But most specifically, like you said, the last two games he has been awful. And then uh, the running backs banged up. He only got 15 touches last game because he was banged up. Man, they can't uh, win with Caffrey. that. Man, they got some linebackers out probably next week. Like they, San Fran does this every year, man. They got these crazy hot starts, and then everybody gets hurt. Yeah, Fred, but they always seem Fred to get Warner, hurt right before the playoffs, though. So Fred Warner took a nasty hit to the leg. Yeah, it was Charlie Horse, but man, it looked bad. I, everyone, it was bad. But yeah. 
Rivers says, I feel like everyone watching sees that we aren't balanced and the O-line needs some switching around, but the coaches act like they are sticking to it, even though it isn't working. It's stubbornness, man. We talked about this. Phil went on his rant. Go check out the video. Um, he went on a rant, and we just talked about Eric Bieniemy's stubbornness to scheme around. So we know we're getting sacked. We know last game, they even pulled, like Dev said, they pulled in seven at times. They were in max protect quite a few times, and they yeah. just couldn't execute. Man, it's almost like they were not doing what they were supposed to do. It's, like, almost, it's, it's weird. Like if, if they was coming on the right, they was they were shifting left. They were switching on the blitz on the left. They were sliding to the right. It's like they always got it wrong. I can't. I can't figure it out. It's almost, I, so I still don't know why anybody hasn't asked Eric Bieniemy or the coach or the head coach Ron Rivera, uh, who's in charge of the of the blocking assist. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll say it. Like no one, no one. I asked that question. Like, who's in charge of the assignments? Is it the Senate or quarterback? Who is it? It's uh, Ronald Ricardo Rivera, the second. Not I him. It's not him. I, I mean, it's it me. It's not. I bet it's, a player. not. It's, it's alignment. It's usually yeah, it's the player. Yeah. And the quarterback, but just some cool stats here. I want to. I want to show you guys. Um, Jalen Hurts. His history versus. I'm going to present this actually. His history. Oh my gosh! So you go through a software update, and a, I think Ron Rivera seven and four against the Eagles. Last time I thought I looked. Ron's, I think he's got a winning record. Oh, I'm tripping. That's not. That's not accurate. I'm thinking of the uh, Knicks versus Boston. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. here, here is Jalen Hurts. Oops, sorry. I apologize. Jalen Hurts' record against Washington. Is pretty good. He's 108, 170, um, 63 and a half completion percentage, 1,416 yards, eight touchdowns, three interceptions. It's not world beater. I thought it was a lot better. No. Um, he's been sacked 12 times. Okay. And this is what surprised me when I actually did this research. His rushing yards are not that high. For the most part, we've kept him in check pretty well, except for one game. In 2020, he had 34 yards. 2021, this is now remember, this is over two games. 82 yards a year, 2022, 48 yards, 2023 so far, 34 yards. So we've only ever allowed him to have 198 yards, averaging 4.2 yards carry, but five touchdowns. So it's it's relatively calm. That, you know, you think Jalen Hurts might be some world beater since 2020 against this team. He's really not. Since um, four and two, but those four of them came like in a row. And then, just, then you know, basically the, we've been flip-flopping the last two years. He's really only played two very good games against us. One in 2022, um, September, he was um, 22 of 35, 340 yards, three touchdowns. And then the one we we just saw previously, 25 of 37, 319 yards, two touchdowns. So, and in those oh, that was a one game, guy too. yeah, and that was all to um, AJ Brown. So, I think for the most part, we've kept Jalen Hurts in check pretty well. Would you? Would you? Yeah. That a false statement? I think the numbers back it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. And, and and look at the even the last game where they beat us, where that's probably where he really went off. You know, you look at you know 319 yards is the second best game against us. Um and we put that game to overtime. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, he's sure like did. uh he's got a 98 quarterback rating for eight touchdowns and three interceptions in six games, though. He's not <laughs> Not yeah. played pretty bad against us, though, you know. Yeah, and then in in general, um, 
overall, if you ever, if you, if you want to know what the, uh, the rivalry is from this team, I might as well just go show it to you because it's always going to talk about rivalries, right? We don't, we don't talk about it that much anymore. Here's the, the stats all time. Commanders are 88, 84, and six. So we have the advantage. One, one, one and over to playoffs against them. Yep. That's a beautiful Regulars. game to watch, by the way. If y'all want to watch, remember, History for you. That playoff game came. It was the very next time we played Philly after the body bag game, and that game was in Philly, and yeah. we beat them twenty to six. Be a yep. nice score for this game. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to beat a team twenty to six. It was a long time, yeah. time since we beat a team like that. If you look at their overall wins and losses, I mean, we played what twenty. Yeah, 14 more games of them in general. So I think we've been around for maybe one more season, but we're at 628, 634. They're 619 and 631. Even they've been winning all these games recently. Um, they still haven't caught us yet, but we've been so bad for so long and our record's still <laughs> kind of holding, which shows you how much we used to win. It's insane. You want to you know an interesting thing? Go look up. It, it honestly tells you how bad we were in the 50s and, and 60s record-wise. Go look up the records of teams in the Super Bowl era, pretty much since 1966. It is amazing where our record sits, despite the fact that we have stunk mostly in that bad. the better part of 25 years. I actually saw this this statistic this is, um, of our record or a winning percentage, and we're above 500 That's since crazy. the inception of the Super Bowl era. That doesn't tell you how good George Allen and Joe Gibbs were. Don't know what does. Right. What does. And and just going back from the COVID year, we're three and four versus them. They're four and three, obviously. Uh, overall, we've been 25 and 31. They've been 33 and 23. So since since COVID year, they've, they've clearly had a – by eight games advantage over us. Uh, we've only been to the playoffs once. That was the the Heineke dive year. They've been twice. So you can see the different games over the years since 2020. That one magical win where Heineke beat them 32 to 21 that we still kind of live off November 14th. Yeah, our running game beat them. Our running game beat them. That's right. So, yeah. I'm not giving people. any credit to that guy that he does not deserve because people already give him way too much credit that he is, I, does not deserve. I will tell you, since 2020, we've only thrown four passing touchdowns against them. Four. And only ran four. Meanwhile, they've thrown 10. They've thrown 10. I'm sorry. Let's look at the rushing totals. Um, passing totals, rushing totals. They have us beat. So We have 10 rushing touchdowns, though. 108, 801 yards for Philly since 2020 versus us. We have 686. We have 10 touchdowns. They have eight. Kicking and punting, don't really care. Kicking and punting, don't even care. Defensive totals. Philadelphia has 28 sacks since 2020 against us. We have 22. They have four interceptions. We have six. They have 11 fumbles. We have 12. So pretty, pretty close from that respect. It's just overall passing total. Oh, go back up. What was, let me see something here. Go back up just a little bit more. So we have 16 fumble recoveries on them. Yes, and that's probably mostly because of 
Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback. I mean, I mean, I could probably go back to the Jalen Hurts stats and look at those. But and there's some Carson wins in there too, buddy. Oh yeah, well, 20, 2020. Yeah, that's right. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Oh no, because Jalen Hurts did start against us in twenty twenty at the end of the season and looked terrible. Um, terrible, terrible, terrible. But anyway. Yeah, right. This is a team we know well. We see always seem to match up well with them because we're we're such a polar opposite. Yeah, you know when we play them, and you know, like I said, we just seem to be a really good matchup for them. So we'll we'll see if that that carries forward. I pulled up an interesting stat for this season while we were going over this. I was doing my own little bit of notations here. Um. And I'm going to bring it. I'm actually going to save it for when we get to Washington wins. If okay, that's fair uh, because it actually plays into that. Okay, but uh, yeah, y- y'all, this 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 will speak volumes uh, about <laughs> what we need to do. Marcus says Nick Gates and Sadiq Charles missing stunts. That is that is correct. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right, going into the injury report. Let us take a look. So I pulled this off of Bleeding Burgundy today. They had one person who did not participate. Um, that's cornerback Bradley Roby. And if this will help, I'll probably just share it, make it easier for everybody. Bradley Roby. Any relation to Reggie? I don't know. It was a great punter who we had on our team for a little while. Limited participation, James Bradbury, Jordan Davis, Zach Cunningham with an ankle, Milton Williams with a heel. For participation, Reed Blankenship. Let me zoom this guy in. We all know that they also safety, picked up white safety's also, name Reed just hang around in this league. They all picked, also picked up uh, Tennessee's uh, all-pro safety, Burns, Barnes. Yeah, they sure did. Um, you know, I like to know – how salary cap the way they do? They whoever whatever they do, they're doing the same thing the Rams did. <clears throat> they sent. Well, they, probably, they probably had to. They probably assumed the contract. They just sent a pick or something. Tennessee probably took the money. Yeah, there's all kinds of crazy stuff you can do. They 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 picked up Kevin Kevin. I don't say his last name. Yard Byard. Byard. Yard. They sent Terrell Edmonds, former first round pick, along with a fifth and sixth round uh, next year's fifth and sixth round pick for for that guy. And so the Eagles in their in their salary cap, trying to see how much they had available. I don't even know how much they have available. Oh, there we go. An astonishing amount because they they've appeared every. Off season, last two off seasons, they look like they're in cap hell. The maximum salary cap this year is two hundred thirty-four million. They are right now minus two point eight million as of right now. I don't know if this includes Bayard's salary. Oh well, but I, I give up. I give up trying to figure out how certain teams are able to stay under salary cap and get everybody and their mother. Byron was only making $2.4 million. That's it. So he was, he was on a, he was on an expiring deal. So they probably, it's a rental. It's a rental until they ended the season. Hmm. So, uh, 
finishing up the injury report for the commanders. Cody Barton did not participate with ankle. Sadiq Charles with a calf. Limited was Benjamin St. Juice with a thigh and Curtis Samuel with a foot. Full practice was John Allen, Cosme, Mathis, Sweat, and Cole Turner. So looks like the, the boys are ready to play, man, for the most part. Phil, just like Marcus said, Fader Mathis will be back. We might see our second round. <laughs> second, he's second rounder, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might see our second rounder. Sam Cosby's the only one holding it down right now. Claude Martin's Sam, not doing anything. Sam Cosby's basically been our best lineman this year. His, his shoulders shoulders are hurting. Uh, I hope Phil Mathis can do something. We'll see, man, if he can stay healthy. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, guys, we've seen it once. We've seen it twice. We're going to see it twice. Matchups to watch for. If you're just listening in the chat, let us know what you – what matchups do you want to see given what we know the Eagles can do what they did in week four versus uh, AJ Brown had a monster game. So uh, Dad, let's start with you, man. What matchups are you looking to see um, this time around versus the Eagles? Uh, our offensive line versus their defensive line. Um, okay. Most notably, I want to see uh, what our interior offensive line does against their interior defensive line. Uh, for the record, they had five sacks for a total loss of 32 yards last game. At, and at that point, they hadn't had five sacks all season before us. Uh, I think they had six coming chances, in. Chances are high, but no, I think they had like six coming in. I mean, I can find out. So their interior line versus our interior line. Ah, period. Line period. Their sack line total period. period. Okay. I think they had six going into that game and. And they damn near doubled it. Yes, yeah, just like that's why we call the slump busters, man. Slump busters. Why we call the nut busters? <laughs> Buster makes me feel good. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I feel right, what match are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to our secondary versus AJ Brown and. Bobby Smith, I, 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 I just – we can't have somebody go off like that again, like A.G. Brown did. Yeah, they're going to get their catches and yards, mitigate it. That's that's the matchup I want to see. Can we mitigate them from going over the top? Can we keep it in front yeah. of them? For the record, Dev, Philly had eight sacks coming into our game. They got five more versus us. Just looked it up. <laughs> Not that it makes it feel any better, but but at least it, you know, eight sacks in three games is is not right. They probably had five sacks since then. A lot of giants. Well, let's let's find out. So they played the Rams versus versus the Rams. They had four sacks versus the Jets. They had. What did they have? They had five sacks. Oh, Where's the Dolphins? They had four sacks. Wow, they've been on a tear since they played us. Yeesh. Okay. Well, Rivers says he's ready to see some O-line depth play. I think we talked about the four. Like, can you is there another combination you can do that doesn't include Andrew Wiley? Sadiq Charles on that side with 
Cosme or Cornelius Lucas? I don't know. <clears throat> Terrence says, sorry, gonna, and, and, and whoever whoever's going to start for Sneak Charles needs to step up too. Right, if he's Whether out, be, huh? If he's out, he probably will be. Uh, it it got to be, be Stromberg or, or Chris Paul. Yeah, what has Chris Paul done to piss off everybody? He's been hurt. He had such rave reviews. Like, been hurt. remember when that? Did he get hurt? I forgot I was him on the injury list. I don't know why. Mm. I don't either. I missed that. I, you know, not really looking at backup offensive linemen on the injured reserve, but you know. yeah, I don't think he's injured reserve or nothing. But I think he's just been like banged up, not dressed. Marcus said, "You can structure money around the cap, in which Washington hasn't been an expert since Ron Rivera been here. But Ron Rivera doesn't manage the cap, though. He's the, he's the coach. No, we fired that guy Schroeder, who who was the, the cap expert because he was uh, tied in with." Uh, Snyder. Um with, with no with uh Bruce Allen. Oh. So when Allen went, he went too. When we did that whole clean sweep of the front office. So that's why. So I'm not gonna I'm not holding cap messing around with on Ron Rivera. Well, for the record, uh just today, the commander announced today the commanders hired Eugene Shen as their senior vice president of football strategy. He's going to oversee the analytics as well as their software development on the football side. He worked for he was a director of analytics for the Dolphins, uh, 19 to 21, the Ravens 14 to 19, and he was the vice president of football analytics with the Jaguars 21 to 22. So He's, he's, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe Ron's. I don't know if Ron, if it's his call or the, the Harris owners group call to bring in an analytics guy. But I'm glad they're doing that. Maybe they're they're desperate. Maybe they're trying to figure out what what the heck can we do. Maybe these numbers mean something. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I'm glad to see them not being stagnant. I guess is the key. Yeah, do something. And this this is a good this is a good step. So everyone's going golf clapping because it's, uh, I I don't see I'd love to see one of this Dallas guy go down and say, uh, Coach Bianami, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. Um, it seems like we don't run the ball enough. <laughs> Eric's gonna look at him and say, "Thank you. That'll be ten million dollars." <laughs> yeah, you can't really start Eric's gonna look at him and say, "You don't run." It's not like it's not people always think football in is like baseball. It's not like moneyball. Baseball is different. Players have tendencies which they can show every single game. Football is different because your opponent's different every week. So I don't buy into the moneyball sort of analytics of baseball, but I think they can tell you larger trends or preferences. I don't know. They give you something and then you take them and you do what you want with them. Coach, that, that's what I'm saying. Um, let me speak to you about Andrew Wiley. Did so you know he's given on our point? rating scale of good to poor, he has come out to be dumpster juice. What do you think about that? You, I think we need to change that. Um, sorry, sir. He's going to start at right right ta- right tackle uh, next game. Next question. That's what's going to happen. He's starting because that's his Coach job. Coach enemy. There's there's this fan on this uh, that, that that has this. He's a co-host on this podcast called Command This. His name's Phil, and he is suffering severe anxiety and and having many strokes watching your offense. You know, could we do something to help his health? Fuck him. 
pretty much how the conversation's going to go. Pretty much. <laughs> um, me personally, uh, Mark, uh, Rivers says, I agree with Phil. AJ Brown, our secondary, hopefully some picks. Or is that Dev? I don't know. I was the one who said <clears throat> our secondary versus, their, versus Smith and, and Brown. Here's the thing. I can't say just Brown because if you focus too heavy on Brown, guess what? Devontae Smith's on the other side. Yes, and he will kill you. Exactly. Uh, A.J. Brown, 52 receptions, 809 yards. Devontae Smith, 32 receptions, 383 yards. Clearly. This is A.J. Brown here. This is D.J. Moore game versus the Bears all over again. Double cover A.J. Brown. I don't care. If Smith is open, fine. Double cover A.J. Brown. You know where the ball's going. You know where the ball's going. He's got three touchdowns. Dallas I will say this, ever since, we've gone to the, ever since we started using the five-man line as part of the rotation, you know, even our pass rush has gotten a little better when we just rush the front line. Which in turn helps the, the defense. We're, putting, we're running, we're rushing five instead of yeah. four. You're and, forcing them into a man-on-man blocking situation. So either they got to commit more if you want to do, you know, you, they have to, you have to you force the offense to commit more to blocking, or you could say, Pfft. We got to win all of our one-on-one matchups, which means if one man gets free, one man, you can cause some havoc in the backfield. That's right. So ever since we started using that five-man front, 15 points a game. Yeah, which which leaves our offense no excuse. When when your defense gives up 15 points, they're doing their job. That's that's what it is. So DeAndre Smith has 514 yards, and Kenneth Gamble has uh, 157 yards. So the rushing – and Jalen Hurts – Clearly, running to 274 yards. So, compared to compared to your boys here in Washington, 325 yards for Brian Robinson. Sam Howell's our second leading rusher with 119 yards, followed by Antonio Gibson, and followed by Chris Rodriguez, who has almost as many rushing yards as as Antonio Gibson with 61. Just comparing rushing statistics, they we've rushed 143 times for 603 yards. The Eagles have rushed 235 times for 999 yards. So the 235 attempts for them, 143 for us. They've run the ball essentially over to over. It's a lot. Let's put it that way. 235 to one. Let's look at this way. Everybody, everybody in our fan base who wants to be dumb says that. Jalen Hurts would say, Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. Sam Howell's not. Well, Jalen Hurts isn't asked to do as much because look at the run-pass balance between the two teams. And don't tell me he run Jalen Hurts is running the ball that much more. All right. Sam Howell actually accounts for 15% of our run plays. And none of them are designed runs. So literally 15% of our runs are him scrambling from dropbacks. It's crazy, isn't it? So realistically, take take that away. We have called 122 run plays all season. That's pathetic. It's not going to cut it. Done. It's not going to cut it. Stats, uh, man. This, I know there's three different kinds of lies in this world. You know, there's <laughs> lies, damned lies, and statistics. But yes, statistics, sir, that's it. But statistics, yeah, and, but that tells you right there. 143 runs. Uh-uh. Use the statistics. No, no. 
you got to use the statistics that you want to prove your point. That's 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 the story here. No, so I put this on Twitter. I just wanted to share this. Commanders offense so far through seven games, 256 pass attempts, 143 rushing attempts. We just talked about it. That's a 64-36 pass to run ratio. Sam House started eight games. Now, for context, I'm not talking. Look at the overall number of attempts, but the Super Bowl winning Chiefs last year, the Eric Bieniemy was the offensive coordinator. 651 pass, 417 rush. 61% passing, 39% running with Patrick Mahomes. So you mean to tell me your pass-to-run ratio is going to be higher with a guy who's in its eighth start versus a perennial world-class Hall of Fame quarterback? I don't see the logic. I don't. Now, I'm going to take that even one step further. I said that scrambling how accounts for 15% of our rushes, right? Well, it's probably even worse. No, no, hold on. Which actually makes the pass run pass percentage even tipped further, right? In our you know against them now, terrible. Let's 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 do a comparison. Terrible. Patrick Mahomes ran sixty one times all season last year. All right. Okay. Four seventeen minus sixty one. It's a lot of math. So Patrick Mahomes, who call, runs run, designed run plays. Same exact percentage. 1436. It's 14.6. So 15%. Yeah. But difference is we don't call designed runs for Sam. Yeah. We call designed. He called design runs. Well, yeah. let me rephrase that. Apparently Andy Reed called designed runs for Patrick yeah. Mahomes. So those were actually part. Some of those rushes were Part of the designed play calling for the for the running game. Sam Howell's none of them. Those were all dropbacks that got turned into scrambles. Yeah. Dave Razor, what's up, Dave? Join us from Facebook. Said embarrassing and trust the run game. You know, I, I I will always stand pat that the run game. And I know people say there's once again there's statistics that show you don't have to have a run game to have a a good play action game. I just I don't see the logic. I don't see it. The maybe you, like maybe maybe it is possible, but not for us. Not for us, and not for ninety nine percent of the teams that have operated in the history of football in all eras. You have to have at least a respectable run game. Yeah, Ryan Elias joining us from YouTube said, "I'm gonna throw a wrench at y'all." Didn't Taylor Heineke win more games last year with the same line with less? Pass attempts. Well, no, nah, that's three. Good. That's three different linemen out there. Cosmo went out there. Wiley went out there, and Charles went out there, bro. And Gates went out there. It's four whole different linemen. Than, Cosmo know, was out there for 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 ten of ten, ten or eleven. Actually, it was like eleven games last year. So Man, he played like five, Still, or six games or some shit. No, go back and look. It's, it's it. He did start. Heineke's five three and one last year. Two hundred and fifty nine yeah. pass attempts. And, but he also so Sam he had a record five three and one in seven no. games. Sam Howell has already surpassed Heineke's passing attempts in nine games. Sam Howell has two hundred fifty six pass attempts through seven. So, so I mean, that, that's not really a wrench. Kind of, it kind of validates the point that He's Taylor Heineke, six year pro, couldn't be trusted to throw the ball. 
Yeah. So you had to turn the ball, uh, turn around, and hand the ball off. Yeah, crazy. He had a he had a he had, a way, he had, a, imagine, he had a way better line. Imagine than Sam Howell. We ran the ball forty times like we did against the <laughs> last year. Here, I'll put them up here. So I'm not. Uh, we'll probably be four. We'll probably four and three. Marcus said, "A football coach once told me numbers can lie, but film don't." That's true. The Arch Deluxe says, "How many runs? What's up, Arch? Uh, how many runs in the first half last week in a close game? Wasn't it around four? Well, we'll tell you here in a second. I don't remember what the half in the first half. half, half yeah, no, I don't. I don't know about the, in the first half. We had nineteen, four, give or take. We ran the ball nineteen times against in, in a close game against the Giants. Uh, the, the, the Giants." Still, you could probably kill. Oh man, that just drives me insane. Drives me insane. The balance is bad. Dave said you could make the argument that you need an O line to run the ball. Yeah, you could. You could. You definitely need one to run some of the bullshit we call. I brought this up in my rant. Plain Jane vanilla runs. Plain Jane vanilla runs are an offensive lineman's best friend. When you just yeah. turn, when you just hammered ball up, you know, if, if you're going up the zero two four or you're going up the one three five, so basically everything is tackle and in. That's an offensive lineman's best friend. And I'm not talking about do this thing where it's like, okay, we're going to snap RPO and then you're going to counter. And they, it's over, they're overcomplicating the process. All right, when he does run, that's why a lot of those runs get stuffed at the at the point of attack because the the, the offensive line has to pass block because RPOs you can't just run block. Offensive linemen love run blocking because it makes pass blocking easier. Because run blocking, your movement is forward, right? Pass blocking, you're moving taking a step back. So when you go to RPO, you can't run block, you can't drive into the guy. And our offensive linemen love to give three yards on, on, you know, before they engage. I don't know why. They don't engage off the first half yard. That's right. Yeah. Terrence says, run game will not be there, go Burrs. Caw-caw. Caw-caw. I wish I had a – I should have got a daggone caw-caw. Uh, caw-caw. Caw-caw. Uh, caw-caw. 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 Battle Hawks. <laughs> Say what, Dev? Get the one from uh, Road Trip. Yeah. <laughs> the um, I don't know if you guys saw it. So the the Phillies lost Game Seven yesterday in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. <laughs> is the city still bur- Is the city burning? I don't think so. There, there's just a, I, there's one video going viral of a guy just a Phillies fan interviewing different people coming out of the stadium, and boy, they are they are pissed. You know who they're pissed at? Bryce Harper and Trey Turner. And one other dude, like we spent seven hundred million dollars, and y'all went zero for twelve in the Kyle final Schwarber. game. Kyle Schwarber, let's make it. Let's make it three nets. Yeah, I love Kyle Schwarber though. I don't care for Bryce. I love Trey. Love Kyle Schwarber, but they went and got there for one for them guys. True, bad game. Uh, Ryan said, "Did you know Taylor Heineke got seven interceptions in one score game? Hold on, and the only one who got more is Justin Herbert with seventeen. I don't know what he's that. Yeah, but Justin Herbert's good. That's why you can get away with that with him. Yeah. Dave said, boo, go home to Terrence. (laughs) Yeah, Terrence, we got to bring it up, man. I, uh, you know, we tried to get Jimmy Kemsky on here. He's busy doing family stuff. He he apologized, but, um, I did say I, I'm, I'm sorry 
for your loss. Uh, he appreciated. He's in mourning as well. So, um, all right, De- uh, Phil, you said you had this. Washington wins. I don't know why I have New York Giants on our steel. That's a typo. Uh, Washington wins if. Washington wins if. All right, here, here's an interesting stat for you guys. And this is going to go back to the, I'm, I'm going to beat this dead horse until it comes to life. In three wins this season, we ran the ball 28, 23, and 22 times. In four losses, we ran the ball. I'm going to exclude the Eagles game 13, 10, and 19 times. The Eagles game was 28, and that game went to overtime. So that's an almost win. That is a should have one. That's a that's a that's what Phil is saying is we are successful when we run the ball. Yes. In other words, so, in other words, run the damn ball. We we I'm we not a scientist. It. Tell us that we can understand it like on the walk hard. Yeah, we're not scientists. <laughs> 30 runs. Yeah. 30, 30 runs. runs. 30 run runs. the ball. And I'll even include I'll even include just because I know B enemy don't want to do 30 runs, I'll even include a few scrambles in there for, for Sam Howell to get the 30. You get the third. Yeah. Jet sweeps the screens kind of runs too, bro. Yes, screens don't. Terrence, but well, jet sweeps do. But jet sweeps do. I don't care how you do it. And and and, and they got they can't it's and the only way you're gonna get to that number is if you just if if everything is quick. i I bet this is I'm preaching this until people realize that I'm right on this. Everything should be, the entire offensive mantra should be, ball moves forward as quickly as possible. It Stop with the slow developing stuff. Even if it says pop passes downfield that we saw Terry run, you get Terry run one-on-one out there on max protect against the blitz, and hey, guess what? Eagles, they like the blitz. You, you keep that max protect. You get the one-on-one on the outside, all right, and you read it. Whoever looks like they're going to get past that uh, defensive back, whichever one has a defensive back up on press on them, boom. And you just take the snap, one step, throw. It worked twice last week against the Giants. All right? That's that one pass you know, get the When I talk about the quick passing game, people, I'm not just talking about five-yard slant. I'm talking about stuff like that, too. Quick passing game means – Snap, catch, look, throw. Boom, done. Yeah. It doesn't have to be short passes. I mean, there's going to be a lot of them. But we got fast receivers. We got shifty dudes who can break tackles. Put the ball in their hands in a little bit of space. Let them get yak. How many teams in the league do that? How many? Kansas City made a living off of yak. And they have. Andy Reid teams do that. Catch the ball, run for get five more yards from where you catch it. Boom, first down. Done. And you're, and it's and it's still maintaining possession. So I don't so, know. I, I don't dirty runs, yak, yak, yak. Boom. I don't you really win. Ever feel like our line is I don't feel like that it's it's really that. I feel like they the dudes just don't block them, man. You can't but you can't do anything with them. moving forward yak, quickly. Yak. You're not relying on the line to hold blocks. They were holding on the short pass the last game. Right, Marcus says Washington wins if balanced offense and defense is aggressive. Uh, I, think, said, I think the offense has to be not aggressive for us to win. Don't be aggressive. Yeah. That seems to be where you get in trouble. Yeah. 
Dave says, Washington wins if they play the same game they played against Philly in the second half during the whole game of this game. If you look at almost all of their second halves of almost – You mean the first – no, 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 no. The first half against Philly. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Right. Let's correct that. that. No, it was 17 – what was the score at halftime? We were, we were up 17-13. There we go. And we were playing solid. Just sound football. Like, where's that been? We ran the ball. Yeah. Arch says, uh, need to slow down the pass rush, run screens, quick game, make the pass rush, rush pay. That scheme. I'm saying that. And my thing is, Eric made me last time. He was bringing in max protect, right? So we had seven guy. He had his, he's, uh, you know, five linemen, a tight end, that's six, running back seven. But then at the same time, you know what he did? He took the receivers and mashed them in right next to the lines. You know what that allowed them to do was disguise cornerback blitzes. It drove me insane. If you're going to run max protect, that's fine. Keep your receivers out so the cornerbacks can't hide the fact that they're blitzing. But when you put everyone in on the line, it's so easy. And they, he kept doing it over and over and over and over again. I'm Very like, astute, my friend. Very astute. Like, I'm an idiot, and I know that. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Terrence says, our O-line will be dominated Sunday afternoon at 1300 Landover, Maryland. Make sure the stadium doesn't break on us. Go Birds. 30 to 14. All right, I'm going to start logging these You scores. guys broke the stadium because you're a bunch of idiots, a bunch of Neanderthals hanging on the railing, you know, like in ways that's not designed to be. Right. Marcus said, I posted on Facebook today, film breakdown of the offensive line, and it proves Phil's points about the O-line. That's right. Actually, I'll, I'll give Phil this one. And knowing is half the battle. I don't rant just to rant, people. I rant because I know what the f- I'm talking about. Sometimes I you rant, rant just to rant. Yeah, sometimes you rant. Sometimes we rant. all rant just to rant. <laughs> let's, let's be clear. We all do. But it comes It comes from a place of knowledge. 100%. 100%. You know what? I'll, I'll give you a... All right, Dev. Now, then it... Well, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm basically the same as you guys. You got to block them. Block them and you win. Washington wins if you block. If Philadelphia doesn't get off the bus? Philadelphia wins if we don't block. Like I, basically, <laughs> it's, it's, it's as know. simple as that. Yeah. It's it, funny. It, I mean, well, it's, we got the same amount of sex. How many sex did we get against them? You said? We had four. I mean, they're the last game we played them? Yeah, we had about the same, four. right? It was about the same. Yeah, it was like four to four sacks for us, five for them. Yeah. I... You know, I, I don't know. I, I think that we'll I think we'll be good. I think, I think we just got to block, man. We can't just let guys – we can't shift the wrong way. It seems like every time three. we was going the opposite direction. Three, three sacks. Yeah. But no, only eight yards lost. So they were they were sacks that were, like, right up in the pocket. Yeah, they were. In our yard, it was 415 yards. yards to 365. The yards were close, too. It was just a close game all around. We had They had 11 penalties. We had seven. We yeah, had 35-07 time of possession. They had 30-55. I went into the game thinking, you know, we got to watch Swift and then Brown whooped our ass. So this game we're going to go and watch Brown and Swift's going to whoop watch I would, our I ass. I would love it if we keep running five-man fronts because that would allow us to have another man up front to help uh, mitigate Swift and Hurts. So Goddard, Smith, Julio, and Brown are just going to have a field day if you do that. Yeah. No. Got no. Julio. Y'all keep thinking when I say five man front that we still got three linebackers out there. You can go five one. Yeah, one or five two. Yeah. I'm same thing. We we. <laughs> I I hate to say it's it's like um, 
the Bears formula from last year, the Eagles formula from the, keep their offense off the field. Just run the ball. Yeah, keep run the, the ball. Offense. Play a zone. Don't play, try uh, to do too much. Just play, play simple. Run the ball. Don't be predictable. You don't have to pass every single time. Just because you get down a touchdown, you don't have to pass. 30 times. 30 times. That's too. That's way too many passes to be 14 to 7 games. And for us being in a field goal or red zone every three or four times. Yep. Um, Arch says, agree. Quick game can be over the top against one-on-one coverage as well. And Sam did that when he saw that. We were the, one, the long play to Terry. When, when they did cover zero and they blitzed everyone, Sam, he was the big bring in the house. Well, he just launched it and he it was a perfect ball. He had just enough time before the safety was ever able to converge on Terry. And I think it was a 41 yard. Side, it was, it was both, I think one was 28 yards, 29 yards, the other one was 35. Didn't Dotson or somebody drop a touchdown in that game, too? No, that was against the uh Falcons. He, yeah, similar concept. Yeah. I thought Dotson or someone dropped a wide open touchdown pass. I thought against the Eagles. No, 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 no. No. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That was that was Curtis Samuel. It was contested. Yeah, Jimmy said Washington wins. We keep the Kegels offense off the field. Yeah, and he said tell Sam to stop patting the ball before he throws. So hold on, on. I can address that. This is this is where what I'm saying is fucking genius as well. Sam doesn't pat the ball on quick passing plays. It's only when he's trying to wait for a receiver to come open. It becomes a nervous tick because he's Everyone trying to, does that, though. He wants to throw. I went back to look. Even Brady does it. Everybody does it. It's a, it's Every, a rhythm, it's a rhythm it. thing. But some guys do it way more pronounced. If you remember, I used to claim about the Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke's pat was like, and then he would, th- he would throw, but. Yeah, yeah, Sam does have a tighter pat, but it's very – but I, I don't know why, but it's because somebody – here's the thing. Because somebody brought it up, now everybody watches for it. And yeah, they think, oh, it. I just literally because, watch it. And, and here's the thing. Everybody seems to – there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people who want to create narr- some kind of narrative that quarterback is why we're not playing well. But – yeah. Nothing seems to. But then when you look at it objectively, you look at the stats, you look at the plays, you, you, you use an objective eye test. It's like, no, that ain't it. Don't yeah. tell me to hold the ball too long. He's he's average in terms of how much time he gets to throw the ball. Yeah, you, you ain't hold the ball too long. You, you can't do both. <laughs> Very, you know, but you, you know, and a lot of that is long developing plays again. We saw plays. We looked at video. We looked at plays last week where there was, there's no check down. Yeah, you know, you got you got you know you got seven guys in the block. You got a quarterback, and you got three guys in patterns, and they're all going deep. Yep. You, you can't do that because well, I think, I think even with max protect, too. I think even with max dope. protect though, you, you you have to hope that everybody holds their blocks. And we can't trust Andrew Wiley to block the edge because you know, he just refuses to do so. I guess he figures, well, if I help out on this double team on the inside and that guy doesn't get through, my PFF score is higher. He's like, why would I do that? Why would I why would I block the guy on the outside? You know, why would I block the edge rusher as a ta- offensive tackle? Why would I ever do that? Ah. <laughs> yeah, Terrence says, honestly, I hope it's a great game, just like the last one. <laughs> We play up or down our competition all the time, so you never know. Um, let's start getting to some predictions here. Uh, Arch also says, Deluxe, Percy Butler needs a good game. Yeah, man, he's had some 
I'll take an average game at this point from Percy Butler. Moments where he wasn't. He, is, he has had a rough sophomore year. Marcus says twenty-eight to twenty, Philadelphia. I got it. I got it logged, Marcus. Twenty-eight to twenty, Philadelphia. He got the Eagles winning. He also goes on. I think Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy is going to be too stubborn to make any changes in the lineup or schemes. We shall see. Ron did that thing where he said something non-committal that I think was committal, but he doesn't ever like to tip his hand where he says they're talking about changes to the line, but they haven't committed to any yet. We always find out that when he says that there ends up being a change, a change. change. So um, I really hope that that trend of him doing that continues. Cause then that tells me that the offensive line is going to look different. Obviously if Sadiq Charles isn't playing, you're going to have to have somebody new at guard. I love to see. Cornelius Lucas, if he could play as well as he did against the Falcons at right tackle, that that in and of itself can change the course of this game if if it's as close as the last one was. Right. Because that's one or two sacks right there and about three or four pressures, you're not giving up. Yeah. Uh, Yam checked in early. He's got 28-17 Eagles. So we got Terrence 3014, Eagles Yam 2817, Marcus 2820. I'll start off before before we go any further, though, just off DraftKings right now, as it stands, Thursday at 2139. So 9 939 uh, p.m. The Eagles are favored by seven. And the over-under is 43 and a half. So keep that in mind. Eagles by seven, 43.5. Is the over? That's kind of high. I mean, it's kind of low. I figured yeah, I don't know where they high. got that from. We think they, they just played them weeks. four weeks ago. Unless they're saying, "Oh, these guys only scored seven points against the uh, Giants. They ain't gonna score anything." But I'm gonna go 33-24 Eagles. I'm gonna smash the over on this one for sure. 33-24 Eagles. Uh, Dev, what do you got? Uh, I'm going uh, 28. Oh, sorry, I'm going 24-21 us. I think we win this game. Whoa, okay. Yeah. I, I just I don't think we're better than the Eagles. I don't want anybody saying, but I, I do think that for some reason, man, we always get one of them. I feel like yeah, or we always we get close. We split a lot. You know, it, yeah, so I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with those winning one just because of history. Uh that's basically it. I I think there's some teams that just kind of kind of have your number sometimes. You're like every now they they always get the best game, like nice. like the Giants do us, yeah. honestly. You know, it, it's 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 or like Jacksonville and then it beats Indiana every time at home. Every it can't beat Jacksonville and Jacksonville ever. Like it's just how it worked. Like Minnesota always beats Green Bay. It always happens. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good the other team is, just sometimes those things happen. So I'm going with uh I'm going, I think we get them, man. I think we get them. I think it's a I think this might be if there is a point in the season where we start turning around, I think this and between this week and next week will be the game that happens. If we don't win this one, it'll be the next one. That okay. That's fair. Phil. I'm battling, 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 battling myself all day on this pick. So you know how they you know how they 31, are every time they 31 27 Philly. 31-27, Philly. It's going to be another close one. 
something's going to happen at the end of the game where we're gonna, we're going we're not going to get it. <sighs> oh no, I feel like they're going to be extra hype, man. I feel like every time they have a big letdown, like like the Bills game, we're just like a horrible letdown, man. Uh, or like the like it's true. Bears, I mean, example. they 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 got they got you know ran on by the Bills, and then we came out and almost beat Philly. We got right. ran on by the Bears. We come out and beat the Falcons. Every time we get yeah, the Bears, but no, man, I I, I, I don't think I think. What's the mantra this week? Is it do your job? What are they saying this week? What's uh, we don't know. Believe. Every know. time every time that happens, man. No, the mantra this week is I'm sick and tired of this shit. Seven years of the same fucking shit. Yeah. I really do. That's what the mantra is. I really, I do. really do. No, it's seven got, years make, of the I same really shit. Shows, That's the mantra. Seven years of the same shit. Um, I do think we're going to go on a run this season. I just don't think it starts. He, it, I, I, if it does yeah. start here. By the end of next week, we could be talking playoffs again. But man, right. everybody's three and four, man. It's like it's like seventy-five to eighty percent of the league is a game or or yeah. they're three and four or a game from being three and four. Like everyone's right. saying, even the Bills, man. If they lose today and we win, we got the same record as the Bills. We're not better than the Bills. But if we win tomorrow, that one was today, obvious. And they're losing. They're losing. You know what I'm saying? The Tampa Bay. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Who's also three and four. So, Listen, you know, the Jets are three and three. Colts are three and four. Texans are three and three. The Bills are winning. I'm sorry. The Raiders are three and four. The Vikings are three and four. The Saints just, are three and four. I'm just saying. The Rams bro, are three and. It's four. not the end of the world. Even if we lose, it's not the end of the world. It's like yeah. all right, you know. It's I mean, not. Philly should be. Philly's a better the football Patriots, team. Patriots, the, the, if we're gonna get right, the Patriots feel like the team to get right on. Now we never get right against teams we should beat, bro. No, that's who we're gonna lose. Always teams that gonna play. See, I think I think I think that even though we have a worse record than the Patriots, people are gonna expect the Patriots to beat us, win or lose this week. So that's why I'm saying that if there's gonna be a get right, it'll be against the Patriots. Hey, Jimmy Um, and uh, Jimmy and Arch, if you're still with us, man, put put your score prediction in the chat here. It's quite possible we play well and still lose to Philly next Sunday, but then you know play great the next game. I mean. By turning things around, I don't necessarily mean we win, but this could be the start of us playing better. I hope yeah. that we win. I, I think it's a winnable game. That's why I think we could win it. I think it's a winnable game, and if history shows, we usually get a couple games we ain't supposed to win, bro. Yeah. Jimmy, you're right. I am super stubborn. I even said this last week, game recognized game. I have a huge ego. Jimmy says Ron and Eric might be stubborn, but not as stubborn as. I have a huge <laughs> ego, right? But I'm willing to change my opinion when actually proven wrong. Ron and Eric are like choosing between a hand job and a, a titty fucking. Like, Eric, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Hey, both we're gonna get to that. Okay, let me circle back to that metaphor in a minute. Because you got to find something that's not good. Yeah. Well, you think hand jobs or titty fucking is good? Like those are the lamest. Yeah. I haven't had a hand job since eighth grade. I don't know, actually, I think that you I need to one some, one time. So you're saying Ron and AB are both great. I'm like, no, I'm just great. like, ah, it was a hand job. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to like not want one. But if you get to choose on a list of things on a menu, hand job's going to be like way down the list, bro. Nobody just asks for a hand job. You just take one. 
It's an appetizer. It's foreplay. But you don't ask for a hand job. You just no one asks for a titty fucking. You just it just happens. Yo, I do. I will say this, I do. I do find this funny because I've been watching a lot of this random like YouTube drama stuff. There's a lot of dudes out here. These young kids who like they're getting in trouble because they're asking chicks for hand jobs. I'm like, yeah, but they're in eighth grade. When you supposed to ask? No, for they're yeah, like twenty five. That's stupid. Like I, you know, I, one time I got this hand job. One time this. Single mom who needed help with her fucking nursery room or something. Put your, uh, put your kids away if they're still around. And I was, I was, I ended up looking at like the, you know, the little silo thing they have over the crib that has like planes and shit in it. And it had ducks oh, and Jesus planes. Christ. And all I could think of is like, why the fuck is a duck need a plane? Like, that's how distracted I'll get if I got a hand job. I'm just going to like watch TV or some shit. I'll start thinking of other shit. Like, this, is why, this is why Google won't run our show for ads, ladies hand and gentlemen. Hand jobs are the worst. We bro. wouldn't have it in that's the stupid. other day. Titty fucking might be worse because you got to have the right penis to booby ratio. You know, you can't roll up to a size D rat with a. Man, now I have penis. to check all this crap at the end, Dev. I have to check all this My stuff. Bad. I said penis. We were actually yeah, really good this podcast. I didn't say anything about the flip flaps or meat curtains or anything. I just said, I didn't get specific. Oh, man. Okay, we don't have scores from Dave or Arch yet, but if you guys get them, put them in. Um, like I said, if you, if you get it, man, um, we'll send you a prize or something. That's Eric B. That's EB and Ron in a nutshell, man. Hand jobs versus titty fucking. Like, which one is the worst or better? However you want to look at it. There you go. Um, recap of the scores. I got the Eagles 32-24. Dev has Washington 24-21. Phil has the Eagles 31-27. Terrence has 30-14 Eagles. Yam has 28-17 Eagles. Marcus has 28-20 Eagles. Uh, and Jimmy has 28-24 Washington. And up oh, late, late, late to the party. We got uh, Arch here, and he's got um, 27, 20, excuse me, 24, 17, Washington. All right, so we got two for the good guys. I like it. Three. Oh, three. That's right. Arch, Jimmy, and Dev. Okay, that's fair. I am sure if you go on the thing like on ESPN or something where they pick the logos, and I'm sure there's going to be zero for Washington. I am positive that it's going to be zero, but that's okay, man. It's always good to be the underdog. I feel like we play better when we were the underdog. I feel like we, play right worse. we I feel like we play worse when you play the, hey, they're supposed to beat these guys, even though good teams beat the teams you're supposed to beat to show that you have a well-run franchise. You don't lose to the bears. You don't lose to the giants. You just don't. You lose to the Bills. That's okay. You lose to the Eagles. That's okay. You don't lose to those two. So, I don't know. Man, every year we lose games we ain't supposed to lose, dog. And win games we ain't supposed to win, bro. Every it's a year. balance. It's a balance. Every year. You're right. We're just on the opposite end more than more than we think. More than we should be. It's frustrating. I just want. I just want some predictability. Is it asking too much? Is it asking too much to it not have a game where it doesn't? Give us, you know, heart, blood pressure through the roof. That'd be nice, too, for once. Can we just blow someone else? I'm not saying we're going to blow the Eagles out. but What? What? I said, can we blow someone out? Like, can we blow them out? You never heard of a blowout, Dev? That game was a blowout. Am I supposed to say pause? I think you didn't say I out. think Dev didn't hear out. And oh, I don't just- think you said out. He like, did. We blow someone up. <laughs> you did. Hey, what were we in a minute? Thing typed it in there, but yeah, yeah, you definitely didn't say out. 
Yeah. Go back and listen. We were just talking about handjobs five minutes ago. So. On that one. We Terrence says, shout out to Dave Razor Yam and the entire Commanders podcast. It's going to be a great one on Sunday. Hail, HTTC, go birds, fly, you fly. Appreciate you, Terrence. Hope, Hope we beat the shit out of y'all, Terrence. If y'all are here, please hit that like button. That would really, really help us out a lot. Yeah, I mean, look, I predicted the Eagles to win, but don't well, think for a second I'm going to root for my prediction. Yeah. Now, Forbes ain't going to hit the field, uh, Greg. <laughs> Greg Delaney, thanks for tuning in from Facebook. Forbes going to put them back in, bro. Greg, uh, share us your score prediction, please, uh, before we we sign out here. How many snaps did Forbes play last game? He played on one down. He He played on one. Yeah. I got to go check. Yeah, he ain't going to play, bro. But yeah, Greg, uh, predictions. I want to see it work. I want to see him get worked back in. You can never have too many talented bodies back there and he's talented he's just he's just young and he tries to play the ball too much yeah Ooh, okay so greg has 17 14 washington so he's definitely going with the under Damn, these people have really turned around the defense yeah we'll take i it, mean I, 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 I maybe i need to reconsider my point but you know i don't know uh, i think we play we've been playing a lot of two safety over the top and none of this cover zero stuff we can usually keep guys from scoring we're gonna wreck they're gonna wreck up yards on us but i think we can keep them from scoring touchdowns bro if we can do it man i went high i got 33 24 my, my I probably i mean i just figured it was 34 31 last time slightly lower time. this time 31 27. yeah is br is br the word that's gonna play tomorrow who Yard or from Tennessee. Oh, I don't know. Like, does he have enough time? I hope to not. It out? I don't want to see that dude's great. I don't want to play that. Yeah. He's all pro for a yeah, for, for $2.1 million, too. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. What the but, fuck are we thinking? Don't get me started. I don't think we're going to make any any moves at the trade deadline. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Gibson might be gone. I mean, we, we, got, we had an offer apparently made for Montez Sweat. I mean, should they sell? Should they be modest about no, it? I think I think you, I think they're going to extend one of them and franchise the other one. Those two are going to be here next year. I, how? I don't know. But they, they got enough money to sign one of them, and they can just franchise the other one. They really going to have one enough one money to get keep all of them. You you do at least the, at least five or six. Yeah, like the one like the one the one's Yeah, the, maybe not Gibson. I think Gibson might be gone. There's probably a chance that it's. It's close on full. It depends on what Forbes ends up like. Sweat, young, curl, curl. could all be kept, and you still have cap room. Yeah, and I think you probably should keep. I think you should probably keep Samuels. Bro, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I think you should probably keep Samuels. Rivers Reese brings in the score prediction: 24-21 Washington. Oh wow, man, we are getting. I did not think it would be this way. Uh, Tell you, man, we're gonna win by three. Face. Still got the faith. Greg said, uh, "I think it's Buffalo. They desperately need pass rushing." Jim Lee said, "Let's off some offensive linemen." Then one, two, three, four, five for Washington, and one, two, three, four, five for the Eagles. We got ten total predictions. We're split five Close down the middle. Game. Close predictions, but with a seven-point Vegas uh, spread. Right. Market just dropped what I was thinking right there. I knew we were in the 90 million range for cap space. Yeah. I, the, the only thing with that is that a lot of those guys aren't are like they're legit free agents. They can go anywhere. But why would they want to come back? So so I don't know if you should like let them hang out there unless you overpay them. Like guys like guys like Curl, why would Curl come back? 
depends you know who the coach is. Like, Maybe they change coaches. If they do change like, coaches. Why, why would they come back? That means they're starting over. They change coaches. That means a lot of shit's going to be different, man. That's an unknown. Who why coaches. would you do that? Depends on who the coach is. If it's somebody they want to play for. Maybe, yeah. And that that leads me to what we talked about uh, I think last week, how everybody's like, well, when they fire Ron, Eric Bremer's not going to be your head coach if they fire Ron in the offseason, bro. Yeah. The only way Eric Bremer's going to be coach they fire him in the middle of the season, dog. Everybody's There's going. no way they if, make if, Eric be the head coach. Anymore. If we were losing every game 40 to 35, yeah, I could see you saying, well, keep Eric because the offense is cooking. We're not. We scored seven points against. They're the not going to keep him. This offense was cooking, dog. These dudes are going to get a brand new dude to do all of it if they find Ron in the year. They're going to get a dude to do all of no, it. No, Magic, no, no, Magic, no. Magic Johnson. They're going. Hallmark probably going to try to go in the NFL. They're talking about next year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised they go out to Lincoln Raleigh. He's going to say no, but I wouldn't be surprised they go after him if they find Ron. I wouldn't be surprised they go out to Belichick if he's gone. I wouldn't be surprised they go out to McVay, who always seems to want out of LA every offseason. I wouldn't be surprised, man, if they go out to some of these big name guys, dog. It's McVay, not going to be some offense coordinator, bro. Like McVay Johnson. back, McVay back here would be interesting because we'll I think be a lot of, the, I think a lot of the players we have as mm-hmm. far as offensively would do well in McVay's scheme, and he'll run. I, the ball. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd imagine that that they would, they would go after a big name like that if. Like I said, not not saying any of these guys will take the job. I'm just saying they would at least go out there now. It won't be a Ben Johnson or or uh, Eric B. It yeah, won't be it, one it, of those it, guys. It, they'll they'll be willing to throw a bag at a coach. Yeah. Harbaugh, Harbaugh's yeah. leaving. You know, Harbaugh's I'm, leaving college, and they're from the area. I'm not a big Harbaugh guy. I don't know why. Harbaugh was very successful in in, in the same. He was. He was. And I he runs the ball. He, he's I, a defense, is he a defense? No, he's offensive minded coach. Like guy, his yeah, brother is a defensive minded coach, right? No, his brother was a special team. No, I know, I know that, but his dad was a defensive guy. No, they just always had good right. defenses. Never mind. Yeah. Both yeah. teams, Niners and the Ravens. Well, his dad, his dad was a special teams coach in Philly and the defensive coordinator, one assistant writer, something like that. Uh, Jack, he used to be a Western's head coach. Yeah. All the Hallmarks work down here with them too, man. They're all from this area and so something like that. They all live, live around. Here. Rehire, uh, bring Jay Gruden back. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Chris Cooley, next head coach of the Washington Commanders. River said Mc- <laughs> McVeigh would be sweet. Would be Josh sweet. Harris, Magic Johnson, Mitchell Rose going to hire a GM and let him run the organization, including hiring the coach. That's man, how they go hire whoever the fuck Magic and Josh Harris. I, I tell you what, I really would love to see. Cooley somehow brought into the organization to be groomed to be an offensive coordinator. I mean, the, the man's read, read, trying to build a playbook from the ground up, and apparently has done. Yeah, it. I don't, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to be have a dude on a team that's being groomed anymore. Dog, we seeing how that's going. Dog, don't groom nobody. Just be a winner. But you like, can if bring him in. Enough, you're gonna get him. They was groomed to be an offensive coordinator. Yeah, he did. He had like four jobs before he became a head coach, though. He started as a QAQC guy. Yeah, he's like a equipment he was manager. A, he was the assistant shit. tight ends coach, and then I say this, but Cooley wanted Cooley volunteered. I think volunteered to be like an assistant coach yeah. somewhere. And remember, McVay was bred to be a head coach. But McVay didn't play in the NFL. No, and his father was George McVay. Come on. Yeah, I, like Kevin McConnell, I don't think he's going. That's a Minnesota. He's at Minnesota, right? With his he's best friends. Monday best night. Friends. That win Monday night was great. That would be all right. See, look, look, Kevin O'Connell and uh, and look, man, his best friend is uh, the quarterback cousins. They were best friends. Why? That's why Kurt's doing so well. I told y'all when he went there, what's going to happen, dog? Who found Kevin O'Connell? Us. Jay. 
They grew yeah, exactly. Kevin, Kevin O'Connell's already around the league. He's well known as a future. Well, I mean, he hired him as his quarterbacks coach. Yeah, he was a right. quarterback before Jay, Jay Gruden got him. Yeah, I thought, Jay, I thought Jay had no control over any of his hires. Jay, now, now Jay. he found them all. Well, yeah. true. For he had no control over his players. players. He hired his guys. He just didn't control his players. He he uh his coaching tree. Say what you want about it. Was was decent. They've actually outcoached yeah. him. All of them have. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, because how do you think we were as good as we were with him as a head coach? It wasn't because of him. I don't know, man. I I, I think oh, I think Ron. Oh, oh. I think I, I think Jay's legs got cut off, man. Shit I think out the window he, right now, Dev. I, I don't I don't Andrew think I don't think he was a great terrible. coach, man. But I think he was a lot better than what we got. I think he's no. better than what we got, man. I think every coach besides Gibbs. What what Jay Gruden injured. was without everybody else propping him up, and Lord knows you probably had to physically prop him up because he was drunk on the sideline, was. You, you that last season he was here and he went zero and five to start. That's what Jay Gruden is. Nah, man, you had a dude that didn't even know he's he was going. Terrible. Who was quarterback? Who got brought in at quarterback? Man, uh, yeah. I'm not. That last year he didn't even try. It was over. He knew he wasn't gonna come back. It was over. That's like if Ron, if we end up this year out of the playoffs and they decide to bring Ron back, you know that's last year next year. You know that he, he didn't Ron, want Alex Smith Ron or Dwayne Haskins. Okay, if Ron, yeah, he didn't do none of it. Like you know, Ron, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. You can't. Granted. He was very into. I like. Uh, I ain't saying that he's Belichick or nobody or Gibbs. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, dog, come on, man. Like he's definitely better than what he what his record showed here. If it wasn't for that, he'd have been more successful somewhere else. He's the longest tenured well, coach with, on the with, 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 with even better coaches yeah, and players. Got a better record in all of them. Got a better winning percentage in all of them. With all that going against him, I all these guys talking about. You against him. what you just said, I think, applies to Ron Rivera too. Coaches yeah. and players prop him up. I think that's Ron's career in a nutshell. I don't think he's a very good coach. But he's Ron, a leader of Ron men. Ron is probably a he good coach, a really but good Ron coach is he's not good at everything else that, except for coaching. Like Ron he's a can't great do defensive everything coordinator. Else. That's yeah. how he got to be a head coach. Yeah, Ron's probably a good coach, man. Ron just all the other stuff he don't need. To I think be doing Ron that. has just been. I, I think Ron has been asked to do too much. And Outside of Cam Newton, one year, I think everything off his plate now. He has not been a good head coach. He has yeah, one good year as a head coach. That's all I'm saying. He had a couple of good years as head coach. Come back and look. Oh, like three. Is that like he three? 15 and one season, and I think a 10 and five. No, he has like, like a 12. Three. He has a 12 and four in there, too. He's only had three winning seasons in 12 years, bro. That's all you need to know. Very <laughs> Jeff mean, Fisher. It's very Jeff Fisher. So he's only, yeah, so he's Jeff Fisher, bro. Jeff, Jeff Fisher wasn't a bad coach, though. He's just not a years good one. As a head coach. Yeah, but he wasn't a bad coach. He just wasn't a good one. And Jeff Fisher was 500 his entire career. Gruden, same way, basically. No. Jay Gruden no, wasn't even 500. No, stop. I love this revisionist history. We're trying well, to make Jay Gruden. Record? I, I wanted Jay Gruden fired for three years for a reason. I, I think he's just too soft. He was too soft as a head coach. He was club J. As quickly as possible to get down to one mountain. Yeah. Yeah, Jay Gruden's 126 and 145. I was waiting for his ass. Jay Gruden's 126. generalizing one incident, Phil. There's not one incident. He was. I, I know people with no. You're talking. I know what you're talking about. I know people who saw him there on a week, weekly basis, every multiple times a week. No, nah, he's thirty-eight fifty-seven in Washington and one. Who Jay? Yeah, yeah. That's on the twenty-game, twenty-game crash. Longest tenure head coach, though. Unfortunately, that's because you know Bruce Allen loved them. That's why they you know trade. Yeah. And that's why all Tampa. the Bruins and the Allens love to trade racist emails. Tampa. 
Marcus says, I believe that ownership will hire a young and up and coming coach and get a GM from either Kansas City or Philadelphia Eagles. Front office staff. Yeah. Well, Revere's 190 and two. That's his record? No. Yeah, he's yeah. 100 wins, 90 losses, and two. Times. Oh, I thought you said 190. And, so it's no. a, it's one 190 and then the two. Okay. So he's 10 over 500. Yeah. So yeah. Jeff Fisher is. Uh, Jeff Fisher's pretty close to that, too. If I, was, I looked it up. Gotta before. be. It's like 501, 50, 510, 5, 520. Uh, regular season, he's right. 173 and 165. He's basically a 500 coach. To like let that. people elevate the name of Jay Gruden above. I Adam can't wait till we have him on this podcast, Phil. I don't think we can have you on if we ever have Jay Gruden on this I, show. Little, I, I, got, I had a Jay Gruden Louisville jersey terrible, back in the day, too. That he was a terrible underachiever. That he said, because that's the story of his life. Yeah, but he, I don't think he's ever claimed to be a good coach. He jokes about not being a good well, he's coach. He's been a Hall of Famer coach everywhere except the league. Except he the choked NFL. his way up to a – yes. You yeah, know what? Yeah, he's he, a Hall of Fame coach everywhere he's been coach, the NFL. He was a joke of a coach, all right? He was – look, read John Gruden's autobiography. Have you, you, have you read the passage? There is a passage in there that summarizes Jay Gruden mm-hmm. and how – and it, and it tells you – summarizes Jay Gruden. Hold on. John was, they did the same. They competed. You know, they were always in competition. John worked out all summer because he was trying to get better. And he finally thought, I can beat Jay in a race. So he challenges Jay to a race around the block, foot race. Jay smokes him. And Jay's been sitting on the couch all summer eating chips, right? Jay Gruden was all this natural talent, right? Natural talent. Zero motivation to improve. Zero motivation to do anything yeah. except just get yeah, by he, on his wall. He's probably talent. one of those guys. Everything came you easy. You know to what? Him. No head coach in the league live, survives that way. He's a terrible coach because he's got he has zero motivation. That's why he was a quarterback at Louisville and didn't do shit else since then except go play in the Arena League. He's a, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. He's every, a every, record, really. every record in that league. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he won like he's balling, man, in the USFL And he too. couldn't translate that to a professional career. Kurt Warner did. He did it. He did it in, uh, he did it in the USFL. The other league is in, too. Only one was NFL, bro. Only he was one. Not in the U- there was no USFL back then. There he was, was in another arena, league. In arena, arena league. He was, in arena, he was in only league. in the Arena League. He I was, there was another he, one outside of that. All right. And most quarterbacks who are good in the Arena League don't stay there very long. He was I able to argue all that those records because he wasn't good enough to move up. So he just kept staying in the Arena League. Jay Gruden, division is, championship, Gruden more playoffs. Is, is the chronic underachiever. Underachiever. In a tough division with Breeze, Peyton, Ryan, and Falcons. Come on, Harbaugh. I think he's talking about LeBron in Carolina. Oh, yeah, that is. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Right, you can make right. an argument. In the last 40 years, every single head coach minus Joe Gibbs has been a joke here since 80. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Who was Shanahan, Shanahan was the only one that had a joke? Shanahan, I, I think Shanahan no, was just, he had a year. He was a jokey of a person. Shanahan was like a horrible person. Look at the records. That's all I'm talking about. Just look at the records. Oh, yeah. They've all been terrible. Clearly, Shanahan was not able to get the people he wanted. We would have never gotten Robert Griffin III. It, 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 the ownership and the management hindered this team more than anyone, more than any coach could ever do. Ron's already, right. I mean, you know. Ron's, yes, Ron's a fantastic person. He's a, he's a good coach. I think he's a good coach, man. I just think that they, if he was just here to coach, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But all the other shit you got to do, man. 
that, that's, why, that's why that's why that's why I said I wouldn't year. be surprised they give that motherfucker his last year, dog. Because he, he wasn't really brought here to win. He was here to build the build the organization back up. I mean, this is now his first year actually win. coaching. But this year, this year is basically the nonsense. Basically, this year is just to uh see what we haven't had. I think this year is just to study how, dog. Honestly, yeah. if we do good because of him, fine. I don't think that winning is Ron's priority. I think that Hal is his priority. After Hal think- comes winning, you would like to win. The fans definitely want to win. The owner might be winning, want to win. But I don't think Ron came into the year like, I think I just got to find a quarterback, and then after that, we might be on our way. But on a, on a, on a flip note, though, it doesn't make sense to, to feel that way when you look at all of our free agents or free agents in one year. Like, why wouldn't you be Ron, extending some of these guys if you felt that way? I, Ron's mentality towards this season is why I, I I keep talking about the whole leadership thing. He is the calm port in the storm. No matter what, it's like he's never going to push that panic button. And in the end, coaches who push the panic button more often than not are out of a job real quick and everything gets deconstructed. This thing, is, this thing is, no, no, no. We're going to ride this out. We're going to come out of the other end better. And even though that doesn't always work, it's admirable leadership. You never, ne- and never let them see you sweat. I'm telling you, I guarantee you, Ron, with no cameras around, probably a little more fiery than with cameras on with cameras on he is that stoic just just i think the most, the most anger and emotion we've seen him was when he was defending carson Wentz last year that's the most i've ever seen him in front of a camera kind of like break character i guess from what you're saying i think it was a call the last game he went the fuck off I mean, he literally said, said, this is two years in a row. You're screwing us to these. Yeah, yeah. He went the fuck off. And you know what? But that's because it was brought out of him. It was not for show. People were always talking about, I want passion. You need to yell. If y'all just only respond to rah-rah bullshit, you're you're not worth anything to me. All right. What's this ain't college, bro? You know, if you're an adult man in the NFL, dog, you should need another grown man to motivate you, dog. Millions of dollars in your bank account should motivate you, bro. You shouldn't need somebody else to come tell you, get hyped for a fucking game that you have to eat, have to feed your family doing, bro. That's crazy talk. All I'm saying is, and I'll use your own words against you, Phil, is that when... When your guys on, if you're doing bad and your coach on the sideline, just kind of like like this. I mean, you take on you take on the the attitude of your your leaders, right? Yeah, but that that look, organization. I say this though, that that that's that disappointed father shit, and sometimes that's way more effective. But if he just started being this rah rah yelling guy to everybody out of nowhere, it's not authentic. I don't even think it's about yelling because I don't know if yelling. Gets yeah, it is. That's what people want. People want hype. Yeah. People, too many people too many people buy in the hype i mean most coaches don't even do that anyways i'd say almost majority of coaches don't act Nick that way. does that's because yeah. he's a little bitch and all he does is whine yell and scream and right creek with the better wide receiver than art yeah. you know you see dumb shit like that Sirianni did see that a couple of years ago i i, I wanted to I, I wanted to punch my tv when i, I heard remember that. that all right I mean, then you got Nick Sirianni, another case of I have way all this talent. Go put him on like the Colts right now. He's two and five. Yeah. 
Hope you saw that, Terrence. Hope you heard that. You know, it's crazy that he got a he got a job before uh, Eric Bannaby did. Isn't he, that crazy? He, he says glib shit like that. But I think we're we. I think if, if, if the enemy struggles this year to really get this offense moving in any kind of consistent manner, is maybe indicative of what other people knew. So man, no, it's like, no, this guy's not ready. He, he's too stubborn. Too yeah. stubborn. Ron stubborn, but the Ron, enemy is Ron's conforming. Stubborn. Ron has shown things that he is, you know, we call him a dinosaur. He's done things. He even said it when he hired Eric Bieniemy. Is that we need something new? I've done the same thing for the last six years, going back to Scott Turner as his coordinator in Carolina. It's time for something new and something fresh. So he's he's not the dinosaur that we you know some people call him to be, but. Anybody um, over 40 to some people is a dinosaur. Thank you. I'm not a dinosaur. We're all dinosaurs. Then. I'm a dinosaur. I'll tell you that. I'm now. not. All right. I'm 40. I'm not a dinosaur. I ain't ready to be turned into oil yet. Marcus said, I think they will trade Jacoby Brissett next week back to the Cleveland Browns. Why? Unless you get some offer you can't refuse, like a second rounder, I wouldn't trade him. F that. And then you're one hit away from Jake Fromm. And think about how many times Sand's been sacked, Marcus. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Unless oh, you don't care about the there's rest of the probably season. some people in this fan base who think Jake Fromm would be five and two right now. If you don't I would, care, I would, I would, I would trade Brissett fast as shit, bro. If they offer me anything over over a fourth rounder for him, anything fourth and up, I would let that some bitch go. And I like, I mean, what if they offer you a second round pick? I take one hundred percent. Did I trade the second round for eight fives? I think it's that's eight, what I was going with. That. <laughs> I trade, I trade, that, I trade three second rounder for one seventh rounder right I mean, now. I'll do I'll do I would even do it, maybe even for a third round pick, but I would not Crazy. for anything below a third. I would. Worth. Now, I would. tell me how desperate you are. I would. I go. I, worst case, I get Winston back him up, man. Worst case, I get a. I get somebody else to back him up, man. I. But but I mean, if 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 he's playing, the season's over anyways, man. Yeah. Uh, Arch so. says three, three and seven, and uh, years three through seven in Carolina were good. Last two years, eight and nine dealt with injuries to Newton. Coaches don't exceed 500 consistently without a top 15 quarterback. Yeah. The Lux is right. They actually did an episode of the of, of SB Nation or Secret Base now as they go by um, called Collapse. And they talked about the collapse of the 15 and one Panthers. And you can clearly see watching it, Ron had nothing to do with it. Like he couldn't, there was nothing he could have done. Well, they had a to, racist to owner. Correct that. Huh? Richardson was kind of a racist. So. Well, it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with how that team fell apart. And they even said, basically, Ron, they, it's just like everything that could be built against Ron that he had to fight against in terms of injuries and everything else, um, not just to Cam Newton, but to other people, guys retiring, all that. Like, there was nothing he could have done to, to repeat that. And that's why everything kind of fell apart. Yeah. Go watch that. It's an interesting look, and it really kind of makes you reappraise how Ron ended up leaving Carolina. It really does. I mean, Dan gave him the keys to the kingdom. I said that. It really does. Gave him keys to the kingdom. I mean, he's failed to address quarterback and offensive line since he's been here. We're rebuilding on year four. That's what pisses me off. Uh, He's addressed quarterback. He's what? He's addressed quarterback. I, I think we have. But 
I would have preferred him do that in the first year or the second year, not in the fourth year. It would have told him, make Dwayne Haskins work, and they yeah, tried. Well, once again, the owners, once again, Dan Snyder ruined everything. So it's hard to judge a lot of these <laughs> coaches because of Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Including Jay Gruden. <laughs> no, Dan was hands off during that whole period. That was the Jay Gruden. Remember, Jay said he he made that draft pick from his yacht. Remember that? Yeah. Jay says that. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want, he didn't want Dwayne. I don't say Jay lied. I haven't heard anybody say Jay's lying. I haven't heard a player hey. say it or a GM. I haven't heard anybody say he's lying. You really trust a drunk's memory. He, he yes, absolutely. Lying. That's the best people to trust. Drunks don't lie, bro. Drunks don't remember properly either. Yeah, I think he did want Montez Sweat, though. I think he did yeah. jump back in. All the football thing. guys wanted Montez Sweat. Yeah, that's true. I want Montez Sweat. Yeah. Mistake. What could have happened if Haskins to Haskins? It, 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 what could have happened to Haskins if Ron never happened? Same thing that happened. No, I, I think that someone actually believed in Haskins and gave him the opportunity. They, I think they did. He, I think just Dwayne, he just was, didn't, didn't, Dwayne wanted to do things Dwayne's way. Yeah, I mean, if if you know, rest in peace. He he couldn't beat Mason Rudolph for the backup in Pittsburgh. It says a lot, but I think he had all the potential in the world. We saw flashes of greatness, but I mean, two coaches said it. Yeah, Jay wouldn't hire a good get the right defensive coordinator. Should hire he should have hired uh, uh, Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips was if you remember the time, Wade Phillips' son was a tight assist either the assistant tight end coach here, I think, and yeah. he would show up to our games wearing Redskins gear, and everyone thought, oh, he's going to be there. And what did Wade Phillips do? He gets hired by. Rams, Rams, Sean McVay. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Rams won Super Bowl. There you go. Yeah, son of bum is his uh, handle on Twitter. He wanted. I'm to not really. Him. I'm not really mad at Del Rio. He's been had a top five defense two of the last four years. I'm not. You know, I'm not dogging uh, Del Rio. Del Rio is the least of our problems in the list of a lot of problems. That window is now next year. Consider that window of the great defense closed. It's gone. It's done. Hundred percent. They gotta get. They gotta sign them, right? Two of your first round draft picks are might be gone. Out of six, you have on the offense on the defense. I'll be pissed if Ron's still here and we go defense in the first round. Oh my gosh, I would be so pissed. No, why would you be? Why would you be so mad when you're gonna lose six starters potentially? Why would you be mad at that? That'd be an excellent pick. If the best player available is a, a defensive player, you gotta take them, dog. You could potentially lose two defensive ends, both your starting safeties, and a starting quarterback in the corner next year. You can lose all that, bro. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you damn right. I take a, the best corner linebacker or defensive end in the draft. Full shizzle, bro. No, no if ands or buts. Five dog. years in a row, first round all pick. Gone, bro. All these dudes could be gone next year, man. Every one of them. If just two of them leave, you still got to replace two starters. Like they're all starters. They're not all role players, bro. There's yeah. no one on offense that we could lose that's gonna be a start. That's not a starter that we give a fuck about. Besides maybe Curtis Samuel, he's the only guy on offense that we give a fuck if we lost on offense. Yeah, there's no one else. Ron couldn't be bothered with Dwayne because he wasn't his guy. Yeah, every. I don't know if that's it, man. I think I think uh, Ron's old school. Remember, he represented uh, one of these millennial kids. Dwayne Dwayne was not putting in the work he needed. To be a starting quarterback, so he probably wasn't watching Phil. I don't know. Someone with Ron's age and how long he's been in the league and how he played, someone like Haskins represents like new guys that just half-ass do shit. 
So so when you, you see an old guy like that who's kind of military a little bit, that won't shit done the way he does it, you got some dude that might not be in the playbook like he likes, goes out there and just does shit his way. Yeah. You don't want that guy on the team, man. That's, you also that's just realize, an old school person and a new school guy, man. That like Dwayne was the, always told he was the best since he was six yeah. years old, right? He was always the best. He only had to rely on pure talent. Ohio State, they, dudes were just open, right? That's what Ohio State does. Yeah. Ohio State was like the team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Outside yeah. of, you know, C.J. Stroud here, uh, Ohio State quarterback do not paint out in the NFL. So, um, because they're not NFL ready. They're not running a pro-style offense there. They don't have to. And so for him coming to just playing, you know, backyard football and being great at it to you know he threw 50 touchdowns the year before he came in the nfl yeah, you realize yeah, that right yeah, in college yeah, yeah. he wasn't touchdowns. fucking around yeah he was slinging that rock yeah he was killing so yeah he was, yeah. Two he was definitely worthy of a first round pick i'm not going i'm not going to knock the the pick he was definitely worthy of a first round pick from the way he played in college it's just that i think he deserved a little more development time yeah, I don't know why we're talking about this guy, anyways. Rest in peace, man. Uh, I, I, I feel bad about Dwayne. I feel like I'm bashing the guy, but I think I think Dwayne would was was okay. I think he should have got a longer, a, a better shot than what he did. I don't know how much of that is Ron or how much that's Dwayne's fault, but you know, yeah. it's a sad situation all the way around. Yep, Marcus says you the best O line is key and the starting quarterback and the left tackle. Yeah, Jimmy can't take Ron's word about Dwayne. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's why he should be fired. The whole fucking Trip Williams and Brandon Sheriff situation. You didn't get shit back yeah. for one of them. Yeah, I'm gonna make you. Yeah, great. I think Trent Trent was already gone, but you know he needs to prove himself. He's the best left tackle in the NFL. You're the best left <laughs> yeah. tackle in the NFL in the last 12 years, bro. Prove like, there ain't no. <laughs> hey, Tom Brady, prove yourself, buddy. It's, yeah, it's not even a. It's not yeah. even a comparison, bro. He's, he might be out for a non-skill position player. He might be the best non-skill position player in the NFL too. Like best player, uh, best player to don this uniform, Trustway's up there. Uh, no, nah, man, he's way better than Trustway, man. Trustway's okay. Yeah. Trustway's good, man. He has no hardware yeah. to prove it. Like, there's no all pros. There's no yeah. Pro Bowl. There's like one. You know, there's no hardware to prove what Trustway does. There's hardware yeah. to prove how good this guy is, bro. And they yeah. offered a first round pick for him the year before and didn't take it. Yeah. Stupid, man. Know, Just dumb yeah. shit. You let that guy go for nothing. Nothing. Same with Kurt. You got you yeah. got a compensatory pick. Could have traded his ass. Nothing. nothing. I understood um, that because when they got Alex Smith, when he was healthy from him, Kansas City had his best year. I would have won Alex Smith too. Ain't gonna lie, but I wouldn't have let Cousins go for nothing. Jay Jay didn't pick Alex Smith though. He wanted twelve million dollars or some bullshit too. To stay wasn't it something lame like seventeen you, million you dollars? Even though in the group chat we were winning, we we all felt we were winning despite Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just wasn't turning the ball over. He was just, we were winning games like it's ten and five. He was ten and five, bro. He well, he won games. You know, and then and then you know, what we do? One, the, we have a we have a a, a, a a guy who's doing an excellent job as a third down back, kind of acting as a safety valve for uh, Alex. And what does Jay do? Let me cut him because he's banging the chick that I was banging. Oh, Capri Bibbs. Yeah, I mean, I would feel bad about that too. But he and guess he what? It. And then guess what? The guy who took Bibbs' spot blew the block that ended up causing Alex Smith get his leg broken Damn. and then get that infection. So basically, Jade Gruden's <laughs> dick. Damn. Final destination. Alex it. Smith. That's the only time oh, he's worse than him. Degrees of separation. 
Uh, Jay, Jay Gruden's penile jealousy. But to, to, to Jay Gruden's spot. No, the Only guy never played again. He Only played in Washington again, can this happen. Cabri Bills never picked, got he picked played, up by anybody else. So the Saints. He played for, he got he got put on the Dolphins for like a hot second in there. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I he was look. trash anyways. He yeah, was nobody. good here. He was we had a lot of guys who were good here, and then they just been nothing elsewhere. Kareem was one of them though. Um, is the only one. Cabri yeah. Dustin Hopkins, oh, I guess oh, now is all sudden God. Let's let's pull this up. Dustin Hopkins is God now, I guess, but the only one, Kirk Cousins, the only one that's went to. I mean, obviously Trent. There, uh, there hasn't been a free agent we picked up uh, uh, that, that's done anything that's outplayed the guy that left. Oh no, he didn't go to Miami. He, he went to Thanks. Green Bay. For, no, he went to Green Bay for two games and then must have retired or stopped playing. Yeah, nobody picked him up. Capri Bibbs was our best um, um, blocking running back, and you know. For a guy who was not getting much in the way of playing time, because Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson were on the roster. Yeah, that's when CT was healthy, too, that time. The freaking Byron Marshall was the replacement. Byron Marshall was absolute garbage. And, uh, yeah, that, that whole yeah. – God, that whole season was – And then Colt McCoy breaks his ankle. The very next week. does. And or two weeks later, two weeks later. We should have kept what's his name? Josh uh, Johnson. Josh Johnson on the roster. We should have. Oh Just as a backup, dude. He's, he's still playing in the league, man. It'd been a good cheap that backup. Springer for Minnesota Ravens or something. Yeah. Um, Ravens. Uh, Jamie says Alec kept their defense fresh. Kirk, uh, Marcus says Kirk Cousins was the Bruce Allen's fault. We could have multiple picks for Cousins. They could have signed him too. Remember, they right. offered he's him a deal. Like Twelve million dollars. It was something like. And, Dan Snyder wouldn't either Dan Snyder, I think Dan Snyder or Bruce Allen wouldn't approve it. No, what's his name? Who was our GM at the time? Uh, the, Bruce? The, the, no, the drinking guy. Um, oh, Mc, well, Mc, McLuhan. McLuhan offered him yeah. a, I want to say, he said it. It was a, so the franchise tag that year was 19 million. I think they offered him like a multi year deer at 14 million, which if you think about it, is nothing. And the management would not let them offer that deal. I think that came out with all the dirt during that time. Bruce, yeah. Bruce would not offer a yeah. deal to Kirk. Yeah, and then let him walk. All right, we got to shut this one down. I was supposed to go not long this time. We actually almost doubled our pod almost two hours. <laughs> we got to stop doing this. Um, but here we are. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it's a little bit late. It's almost 1030. The score of the game is 24-10 Buffalo. All right, this game is out of hand uh, at halftime. So, 2410? Yeah, 2410. Good job, Buffalo. Uh, if you're catching this on the replay, you can catch us on any of your audio platforms. Um, and we really appreciate all the listens, all the love. Please hit that like button if you're watching it on YouTube. Uh, thanks for everyone that um, chimed in today. And those who stuck with us this long right now, I think it's just Jimmy and Marcus. And excuse me, Jimmy and Marcus. Super Jeff. Sippy. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, Super Chef, thank you for joining, man. Yeah, we're we're almost at two hours here, bro. We've been going way long. Uh, but thank you for we're, we're talking about Jay Gruden's jealous penis. Yeah, throw your throw your prediction in the chat though if you can before you talked about out. hand jobs earlier. Should have that one. <laughs> we, yeah, Steve, Steve you talked about uh, I did not, and I did no such thing. I did no such thing, sir. All right, we're shutting this down. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Gamers to Eagles on Sunday. 
We'll be back for Monday. We will be dressing up for Halloween on the Monday live stream. So stay tuned to see us uh, as whatever we're going to dress up with. I guess we just have to find out, see what that is. So, all right, guys. Love y'all. As always, peace. Hail. We out.